Hello and welcome to tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Mike Molino and with Brianna Peer, who we've had on before, but it's been quite a while. Brianna, thanks for coming on. Of course, I missed you guys. What's up? Yeah, we missed you too. We so, I think it's our first time doing a show with, with Brianna. So. Well, with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we've we've had Brianna on before, but that was that was the substitute for Mike before. That was but my cruise. That was my cruise week. My vacation yeah. week. <laughs> All right, so let's get into Mike's favorite topic. So Patriots this week recap: beat the Bills, undefeated still, four and zero. It was it was a tougher game than I guess games past so far. You can call them real competition, whether or not you want to talk about the bills being real competition you can call them real competition here because their defense is solid offense not great but the defense i think we found out this weekend is very legit but one of the stories that came out of this weekend steven gustowski this guy holy hell it's it, he used to be automatic and hmm. we'll, we'll we'll throw it to brianna first but he used to be automatic and at this point, like, what can you say about this guy? Are we starting to legitimately get worried about Gostowski? So the question is, is there anything that the Patriots can do? And what are they going to do with Stephen Gostowski and all these issues right now? Brianna, what do you think? I have no idea. It is a problem. Um, it's a big problem. I had somebody say to me when he missed the first field goal in Miami, that he's never missed more than six kicks in a year. I'm overreacting. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yesterday, I beat sure I found that guy and was like, really? Are we sure? Am I overreacting now? Because it's, it's such a problem, and I don't understand. There's rumors floating around that he needs a hip procedure. Mm. So I don't know if we want to read into that at all, if we want to make that's, that excuse that's yes yeah, that's the thing like if people are making that as an excuse i don't want to hear it but if it's right. legit i mean a hip for a kicker kind of kind, kind of important kind of vital. Yeah. but i i mean it's definitely a problem and i think bill needs to start to think about what's going to happen with this if they end up having to pick somebody up and put him on ir if he is actually hurt because it's like, it makes no sense to me. Like, you just can't make a field goal. He can't make an extra point to save his life at this point. No, and it, it just, it doesn't make any sense just looking at the past numbers. So even last year for extra points, he was 98%. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't bad by any means last year. If anything, the issue that he had last year was field goals. This year... His main issue, which he's been fine with this year, seven for eight so far. This year, he's already missed four extra points. Um, it's been it's been a brutal watch. But Mike, we'll jump it over to you in a quick second, guys. I mean, BetOnline.ag. The football season is back, and now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college team. It's that easy. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the entire season. Will Mahomes throw for 56 touchdowns? I don't know. He kind of screwed me yesterday by handing off a million touchdowns. Uh, can the Pats go undefeated? 
Who knows? We already had that conversation. Bet on all this action with the fastest odds and updates and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. That is half. Get in to all of the action today with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right, Mike, let's talk about your boy, Steve Gostowski. This guy, this guy, real big issue. (laughs) We know giant fan. You were a big advocate all off season, all training camp, get a guy in behind him to at least scare him a little bit. Do the old Jimmy Garoppolo trick to when, when he pumped up Tom Brady, when he got Tom Brady going again, uh, back in what, 2014, get a guy behind Steve Gostowski. Now it's kind of looking like you were right. What do you got to say about Gostowski? (laughs) Nick, I've been preaching the same thing for what's going on, like a year now? I don't even know. But it's, it's getting out of hand. And I'm, not, I'm past the point of, well, we need to start getting worried. I'm past that. I'm not worried about Steven Guskowski. I want him off the team. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I still stand by the whole idea of just bringing a guy in just to have behind him, just to light a, funder, a fire under him. Yeah, but that's uh, that's that's a question I was going to ask you guys. Who the hell can you bring in? It doesn't. Nick, that's the thing. Steve Janikowski. Let me go to Patriots practice and kick, just somebody there. Oh my god! <laughs> just somebody <laughs> there that can go say, "Hey, your job's not as secure." Because I've said this to you plenty of times, Dick. This guy, Steven Guskowski, goes up, misses a kick, and just lottie dies his ass back to the bench because he has nothing to worry about. There's no threat to him losing his job. He doesn't feel threatened. He misses a kick. He goes and sits down. And then he also gets lucky due to the fact that the Patriots have been scoring almost 30 points a game, shutting teams out or blowing them out these first couple of games. So they miss extra points in in field goals. They don't really affect the team that much. You get to last Sunday's game against Buffalo. If Buffalo had a decent offense and marched down the field somewhere in that fourth quarter, second half, they could have took the lead. Because they could have scored a touchdown, kicked the field, kicked the extra point, and the, the Patriots could have easily lost that game 17 to 16. So there's going to be games possibly where Steven Guskowski can, can cost the Patriots because he can't make a kick to save his life. And another thing we've said before, there's been years where the Patriots score a touchdown. You know Steven Guskowski stepping up for extra point. That's your bathroom break. That's your water break. You know, go refill your drink. Now you got to <laughs> bite your nails when he steps up because you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I have zero conf- I have zero confidence in Steven Guskowski when he steps onto the field. That's just how I feel. I'm done with the guy. I really wish, Nick, I know you just threw some names out there about who can possibly come in at this point. I mean, I threw Steven Janikowski. There just has to be a or threat. Sebastian Janikowski. Whatever his one Janikowski, something. I don't care. Just has to be a threat of somebody behind him for a weekend practice to make him feel like, oh, they're starting to take notice that I suck. Let me do something about it and try to work a little harder. I don't know, man, but it's a it's 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 too far gone for me at this point. Yeah, but it's got to be somebody to me who is going to give him some kind of scare again, like Jimmy Garoppolo did. Because when Tom's looking at Jimmy back in the day, he's like, "Okay, this guy can potentially be my replacement." This is before we knew Tom was going to do what Tom's doing now. He was like, "Okay, this guy can potentially be my replacement." If you just bring in a bum behind Gostowski, he's going to be like, yeah, what are you going to put this guy in behind me? Okay. We've seen we've seen so many teams try to bring in starting kickers. Look at the Bears last year. Look at what the 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 Bucks are on kicker eight in eight years. Like if you bring That's... in a guy behind, as much as he stinks, 
you got to feel more comfortable with Gostowski than some of the guys that they could bring in. That's why I had wished that the Patriots, you know, used a draft pick to get a kicker. You know, whether you keep him or you just you just just to have somebody there's a threat. Obviously, yes, the names out there probably, you know, don't really they don't wow you. The names that are probably folding out there is free agent kickers because who knows what some of these kickers are doing right now that they're not on the team. So if not this season, unfortunately, which may not happen. I hope and pray that the Patriots look at drafting a kicker just to bring in some young guy to really say, Gaskowski, this can be your replacement in the future. Even just, just, I mean, you guys remember just in years past, like this guy was automatic. It wasn't even that long ago. Like we're not even talking like mid 2000s. I'm not even talking about when the extra point was on the two yard line, just field goal wise. Like yeah. even him, even I used to, I would draft him in fantasy, whatever I got the chance. Cause the guy would rack up fantasy points. Sure he would, would step back from, mm-hmm. he would stack up, step back up from the 50 and you knew that ball was going to go through the uprights, but now he lines up. He has not had an attempt past the 50. Okay, this season. I don't know if that's on purpose. Rather punch it or go for it on fourth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, (laughs) what else? What are you going to do with this guy? He goes for an extra point. I don't even feel comfortable on extra points. No. No, not at all. Not at all. It's a damn extra point. And just looking at the percentages from years past, and I did it from 2015, which is when they backed it up to the 20-yard line. 2018, 98%. 2017, 95. 2016, 93. So it was a little shaky. 2015, Mm. he hit 100% of his extra points. Field goals, again, that was the worst part. 84 last year, 84%. He wasn't great on field goals last year. 92, 84, 91 uh, in 2015. But guys, remember, this guy, too, I mean, he's had years past where the clutch kicks, like it wasn't really Adam Vinatieri. Like, he comes up for the clutch kicks, and he almost did it yesterday where his missed extra point almost screwed the Patriots because Mike you said it the Bills could have taken the lead easily if they had a competent offense but he's he's lucky he's lucky the Bills blew their timeouts and they didn't go for a field goal on that fourth and goal situation because when Josh Allen got knocked out of the game and they brought in what's his face I mean they this close to scoring I mean he probably was sitting on the bench sweating because he knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he should have. And I mean, remember 2015, the AFC Championship game, the Patriots had the chance to go to another Super Bowl. But you, you got to let people, you got to give Peyton Manning his little walk-off tour there, find whatever, give it to him. <laughs> but Kostowski, the Patriots go to overtime after Tom Brady does another miraculous march downfield to tie up the game. All you need is that extra point. But Kostowski missed. Was it the first extra point of the game that year, too? Yep, I believe so. I'm telling you. So I'm this guy, it's it's becoming a real problem. But, I mean, real quick before we wrap up this segment, let's do 10 seconds. Mike, I kind of already asked you. So, Brianna, is there anything the Patriots can do at this point? I have no idea because you think of the kickers that aren't on teams right now. They're not on teams for a reason. Yeah, and, and some of the kickers on teams shouldn't be on teams. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the only The only... The only thing that I could possibly think of is I know Jake Bailey has experience on kickoffs. Does he have experience kicking field goals, kicking extra points? Like, mm. is that something they need to mm. look into? Because he's not great as a holder, but maybe he could be better as the actual kicker in that situation. I don't, that might be something to start to explore. 
Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll wrap it up by saying this. I remember when you guys obviously remember Gostowski, and it was more when he was automatic on kickoffs, he would just blast it out of the end zone every time, just go for the touchback every time. But then one year, two seasons ago, he's just started. He was he's great at it. He just drops the ball right in front of the end zone every time, makes them run it out, makes the opponents run it out. People are like, is that why? There were theories. Is that why he can't hit field goals anymore? Okay, let's put that to rest because I just I don't think it's that. I think it's that just he's just not as good as he used to be. This guy kind of stays at this point. That's it. All right, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Nick Qualia, Brianna Peer, and Mike Molino. Guys, we're going to say this now because Brianna, I don't know if she has a nameplate yet. So just in case she doesn't, catch her on Twitter at BSP underscore 13 and then at Patriots FGSN as well. Okay, so... You know, it's, it's New England, so we're going to start having a little a little worry talk after the Patriots go 4-0. You're undefeated, but the <laughs> offense didn't look like they did in the first three weeks when you played the crap Steelers, when you played the crap Dolphins, and when you played the crap Jets. You came up against a legitimate defense, and you somewhat struggled. So now people are freaking out. Antonio Brown, why did you get rid of him all? Tom Brady, he is upset. You don't have that weapon anymore, but you still have got Josh Gordon. You still got Julian Edelman. You got Philip Dorsett, Jacoby Myers, and then the reinforcement coming of Nikhil Harry as well. But, guys, the question really is, after what you saw against the Bills this past Sunday, do you think the Patriots need to go out and do they have to bring in another weapon for Tom Brady? Or does he really have everything that he needs at this point? And are people just overreacting? Brianna, what do you think? Oh, boy. I've been arguing with myself about this all day. I think we need to stop with the Antonio Brown stuff because just just the guy's a mental case. Just stop. Did you get? And, did you guys see his, his proofread tweet last night? Oh, God. He's got a paper DO at midnight. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the right dude. Oh, mm-hmm. I love him. I love him. Uh, but, no, I mean – I think we have to give more credit to Buffalo's defense yesterday than we need to start panicking about the Patriots offense because Buffalo's defense is a lot better than I thought they were. And I thought they were pretty good leading up into yesterday's game. And then watching them, like, it just wasn't, I mean, nobody, Brady didn't really have enough time in the pocket because the O-line is just in shambles right now, but that's a horse of a different color. Um, and the receivers just couldn't get separation. That has nothing to do with them not having weapons. It just has to do with the Bills played good defense. So I don't think we need to panic yet. Um, but at the same time, I would like them to maybe start considering a couple free agents that are out there, like maybe Michael Crabtree, or maybe the Vikings receivers that are subliminally tweeting tonight all these little blank face emojis like Stephon Diggs just did. Um <laughs> So, when you hand yeah, Kirk Cousins all that money. Oh, my God. Stealing from the league is what he's doing. Him and Case Keenum, just stealing. True. Watching, watching Kirk Cousins yesterday, this is totally <laughs> off topic. But my fantasy team, listen, I got a juggernaut fantasy team that's about to fall to 0-4. Okay, Sorry. I should not be 0-4. I've got a chance. Adam Thiel and Dalvin Cook march in a field. You got Adam Thielen, Kirk. You got Adam Thielen if you just lead him. And you throw it in his ass. 
Kirk Cousins is unbelievable. Un- uh, this Vikings offense, guys, would be – you put Tom Brady in there, it might be the best offense. It would be so good. It'd be the best off. It might be the best offense of all time. <laughs> Mike, before we jump over to you though, and oh man, fantasy, screw feel your pain. I feel your pain, man. Trust me. You know what you can do though, guys. If you don't want to do fantasy, but you still want to win some money, BetOnline.ag. The football season is back, and now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive. Your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college team. Every spread, every total, every winner, every loser, stripe bet, parlay, or tease your way through the entire season. Is Mahomes going to throw for 56 touchdowns? I don't know. Can the Pats go undefeated? Who knows? Pretty good odds. Bet on all of this with the fastest odds, updates, and payouts with our new sports book partner, betonline.ag. Not really new anymore. They've been with us for quite a while. Head over to betonline.ag and use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Get into all the action today with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right, Mike, what do you think? Are people just kind of freaking out for no reason, or do the Patriots need to get Tom Brady another weapon? Yeah, I agree with a lot of what Brianna said in terms of, you know, people not giving Buffalo defense you know, a little bit of the credit they deserve. I think Buffalo defense played really well, really well. I know more people are saying, oh, they feel as if the offense maybe isn't as good as we thought they were. But I think it was more Buffalo just playing very good defense as well. At the same time, however, you know, this team coming into the season, you were looking at an offense that had, you know, Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, and Demarius Thomas probably – you, you figured you were going to have those guys going on throughout the season. Then Demarius Thomas is out the picture. They insert Antonio Brown. So you're thinking, all right, this offense is going to have Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, and Antonio Brown to take them throughout the season. Then you take Antonio Brown out the picture. Uh, and now you're left with pretty much Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon. Yes, Philip Dorsett is there, and he's been very reliable, but – it's a little bit of a drop-off when you go from Antonio Brown to, to Philip Dorsett. Uh, I do feel as if another veteran receiver would be clutch to have for the Patriots. Uh, we saw in the, in the week before when Edelman went out with the injury and then Josh Gordon got a little banged up. Your next two guys up is just Philip Dorsett and a rookie Jacoby Myers. Like, that's not something you really want to depend upon. You know, even though Tom Brady has played with some – Pretty sucky talent at wide receivers over the years has still managed to make something out of it. Um, in these years that you have Tom Brady, you want to give him the best talent possible around him. So I wouldn't say a, a, another weapon is definitely necessary, a huge necessity for the Patriots right now. But obviously, just having that depth there and with a veteran player uh, would be clutch to have. I know, you know, people are banking on the kill Harry possibly coming back. Still a rookie player. Um uh, Cam Meredith possibly coming back. You know, we're still a little ways away from there. Uh, I think right now it's a lot of hope that Edelman and Josh Gordon stay healthy. Um, maybe Myers gets involved with the with the offense a little bit more and Dorsett just continues to stay consistent. But, you know, nothing wrong with depth. Nothing wrong with depth at all. And if they can make a move to just add an extra body out there to have a person just in case, you know, I wouldn't I don't think anybody would be opposed to that at all. Yeah, and I, I agree. Side note. 
What? I would like Gunner to get involved in the offense. Yeah, I tell him handle those tell him handle those punts first, and then then worry about the offense a little later. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean. Look, I agree with both of you guys when it comes down to the Bills' defense. The Bills' defense, I think, deserves a ton of credit for what they did. It's very legit. And and speaking of the Bills, speaking of the Bills, we're not really talking too much about the Bills tonight, but I just want to say this. I do not want to hear an ounce more complaining about the Jones on Allen. I don't want to hear it. It wasn't that bad. Was it a penalty? Yeah, it was a penalty. Throw the flag, whatever. Should have been thrown out the game. It's even, I don't even know if I necessarily agree with that. It that's, was just, a, that's just the rules nowadays, though. But he, I mean, he didn't lower the head. If anybody lowered the head, it was Josh Allen. But we should have made this another topic. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, adding another receiver to this offense, of course, that wouldn't be anything bad. It would just add more depth. And clearly, you need more depth. I think... If you could get a guy, and I was so against this once every once you saw Michael Crabtree get uh, cut from the Raiders because you know Patriots Twitter it gets wild every time a veteran receiver gets cut. Every other tweet is just Bill with the eyes emoji. Everybody wants everybody to go. Everybody wants the Patriots to go get these veteran receivers. They want to go get any receiver that becomes available. But I do not buy in. I would. Would I love to see Stephon Diggs here? Yeah, of course I. I would love to see Stephon Diggs here. But am I going to buy a source from a Twitter account? That has like 700 followers. No, I'm not going to buy in on that yet. This is Stephon Diggs and the Patriots and the Vikings are in deep talks. But if you could add somebody, it would be big, but it would have to be a legitimate threat. Like if Nikhil Harry comes back, that's great. But Mike, like you said, he's a rookie. You don't know what he's going to be. He could come back exactly. and be the exact same thing that Jacoby Myers is. And at that point, is that really anything that's going to cause defenses to have to worry about him too? Not at all. I don't. This is this is a debate for a different day, but it's somebody like the shell of Rob Gronkowski came back. I don't even need Rob Gronkowski. I don't need the receiver Rob Gronkowski. I ben just Watson's coming back. Ben yeah, Watson's exactly. coming back, which is going to be big. He's okay, also about so forty five years old. That's okay, but let's <laughs> say there. But I'm even talking just more about like the the aura and just who Gronkowski is and how he's played over his career because having Gronk out there it takes eyes to Gronkowski, no matter how bad of a season he had last year receiving-wise, no matter how slow he looked, you know that they're going to add some of their top guys on Gronkowski, which is then going to free up Julian Edelman, which is then going to free up Josh Gordon. As of right now, Josh Gordon, who, I mean, is playing great. I love what I'm seeing from Josh Gordon, but he's not playing to that top-level Josh Gordon that he could potentially get to by the end of the season. And then Julian Edelman, he's Julian Edelman. He's doing his regular thing. But you need somebody else who's going to take attention away from those guys because they're not so elite that they can deal with like with this kind of, I guess, attention from the defenders. I, you need to add somebody else into this mix. And maybe adding a guy like Michael Crabtree is the answer, but I think it's got to be somebody more. And I don't really know if you want to waste it. Maybe you add somebody like that, though, because you need that depth. Because remember, two weeks ago, guys, Edelman and Gordon go down. Now you're looking at Philip Dorsett being your number one guy, which I know he's the darling of Patriots Twitter. Yeah, I like he Phillip. ain't that guy. I like Philip Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I said especially me. I like I know I know people love Philip Dorsett. I like him too. Don't get me wrong. But he but ain't that guy. But he's not 
he's not a number one receiver. He's what the Patriots use him for. He's like every once in a while when he catches it, people get happy about it. But he's not going to supplement losing Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon. So you want to get a depth piece, and you want to get somebody who's going to at least cause attention to be drawn away a little bit at least from Julian Edelman and from Josh Gordon. So, yeah, adding somebody wouldn't be that bad right now. All right, guys, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Mike Molino and Brianna Peer. And again, like I've said in previous videos, don't know if Brianna has a nameplate. So follow Brianna on Twitter at BSP underscore 13 at Patriots FGSN is also another Twitter you can follow her at. Okay. All right. What worries you guys more? Patriots. Day one. 4-0, looked okay, but they didn't look great. They didn't look elite, which obviously means they are going downhill. Let's start worrying about this offense. What worries you guys more about this Patriots offense right now? We've seen a little bit. We've seen some holes out of the Patriots receiving, about out of their, out of their passing. We've seen some holes in the Patriots run game. I think some bigger holes personally out in the Patriots run game. If you had to pick one that you're worried about more, what would it be? The Patriots run game or the Patriots passing game? Brianna, we'll start off with you. All right. Um, I am concerned with the running game because the offensive line, everybody is banged up. Losing David Andrews for the season was the biggest blow possible to the run game. Um, and then Isaiah Wynn going down doesn't really help matters. Like we said, when David Andrews went down, oh. a lot of people don't pay attention to the offensive line. It's going to be massively understated what his loss is going to do to this oh team. Oh, my God. It's, it's incredible. Um, not having him just busting open holes for Sonny Michelle up the middle is I mean, he can't get going. It's nice to be able to use Burkhead and White in the passing game. But, I mean, you got to get something started on the ground or else. And then now losing James Devlin for however long, that makes it 10 times honestly, harder. Honestly, at this point, probably for the season, right? Probably. Probably. Because With, when you think about bringing people back from IR, he's got – what they're calling it is a stinger with his nerves in his back, which is not – in his neck or both. It's not something you want to mess with. Um, especially in a position like his where he's just lowering his head like a battering ram. Um, so that's like, that's just, they need they need to figure it out. Um, I think it really starts with the offensive line. Once you get that situated, then you can improve the run game. But I mean, Spark can only take so many grocery store cash out guys and put them in an <laughs> NFL offensive line for so long. Like it's, it's at some point it's going to be in, he's going to be incapable of doing it. And I think we're starting to see, like, not saying that they're not good, but they need help. Yeah, I mean, if anything right now, just, just looking at the offensive line in and of itself, it had the potential to be just one of the best offensive lines of football. It had the, it had the potential to be right up there with Indianapolis, right up there with Dallas, I guess right up there with Pittsburgh. Um, but losing David Andrews, we, we said it, we, we hammered it on this show probably for an entire episode. Losing David Andrews is so massive to the production of this offense. So massive. And not only, not even just from a play standpoint, the guy is the captain of this offensive line. The guy is one of the, probably honestly, the number two right behind Tom Brady when it comes to calling out um, plays up on the offensive line. 
And then losing Isaiah Wynn, and you know what we saw from Isaiah Wynn. He looked like a stud. He looked like the guy that the Patriots, uh, the Patriots thought they drafted. So losing him, too, and throwing in uh, Newhouse, who's been fine, I guess, but he's been, honestly, he's kind of looked like Nate Solder, so very mediocre. Uh, this is coming from a guy, though, who has a Nate Solder jersey. All right, Mike, before we jump over to you, guys, the football season is back, and we're going to keep saying that. We're in week four now, uh, and now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite professional or college team. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 56 touchdowns. Can the Pats go undefeated? Bet on all of this with the fastest odds and updates and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Get in to all the action today with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Mike, what do you think? What do you got to worry about more here? Do you got to worry about the Patriots run game or their passing game? I'm never, I, what's the best way to word this? I know people feel as if the passing game, the offense, I mean, yeah, the passing game, you know, the receivers, there might not be depth there, but there are people out there saying, and I think Chris Carter said this, on first things first on FS1. Oh, Brady really looked his age out there in that last game. So oh my God. I'm not going to ever come at Brady in terms of his ability as a quarterback. I don't care what age he's at. You know, well, since last year. I'm I'm done with we him. we hammered him at the beginning of last <laughs> yeah, year. We did, we did. And <laughs> and after the season progressed and you know, another Super Bowl, I'm done, you know coming at Brady and his ability to play quarterback until I don't know when, but I'm not even going to put that thought in my mind. But yeah, I would definitely say for sure the running game is more concerning. Um, I think Marvin and I discussed this on the post-game show after the game. You know, Sonny Michelle, just a little bit of a sophomore slump for him. I understand that the offensive line is struggling right now, and obviously losing James Devlin doesn't, doesn't help the situation. But even for him personally, he just seems as if he can't get it going as best as he can at at the moment. Um, obviously, that's you have a better, you know, offensive line in front of him that can open up some some pathways for him. You know, possibly things will flip around, and that's on the Patriots. You know, the coaching staff. You know, Dante Starnecki. That's on those guys to hopefully find the, find the best combination of players to put out there to hopefully have you know one protection for Tom Brady first and foremost but two you know some good run blocking so i definitely say the running game because once you get to eat up yards on the ground it just opens up everything down the field for you and you know we saw what Sony Michelle was able to do uh last year uh, if he could do that again this year now that you're you have you know a pretty reliable set of weapons that for Tom Brady in terms of a healthy Edelman a healthy Gordon and not suspended Gordon as well. Um, it'll just open up things down the field for, for those guys. So you need that running game to really get going. You know, I think seeing the game against Buffalo, people are kind of raising their eyebrows a little bit. I'm not too worried. Like I said, I think Buffalo played really well defensively, so I'm not too worried about the offense. Um, I think, if anything, they'll definitely get it back 
going and rolling and get another 30 point game when they face the Redskins, in my opinion, because they got a lot of issues over there. Um, but yeah, you want the run game to be solid moving forward throughout the season. The run games maybe want to puke. And honestly, I wanted to do, I wanted to at least have one of us disagree here, but the run game has been bad. bad. It's been bad. It's been, it's been bad, bad. And not just because I got Sony on my team and he's been murdering me, me but oh yeah, I wasted a keeper on him. It's been awesome. Um, the running game, not only is it just been bad, but it directly affects what you do in the passing. And, and you guys alluded to it. If you can establish a running attack, then you at least make the defense have to worry about, okay, are these guys going to run it here or are they going to pass it? But with the inability to do anything on the ground so far this season, defenses really just have to worry about the Patriots passing it. And also, not for nothing, they've become so one-dimensional when it comes to the run game. When James White goes out there, I guess you have to worry about him running it potentially, but for the most part, when you see James White, you know it's going to turn into a passing play. On the opposite side of things, when you see Sony Michelle out there, you know there's no chance they're throwing him the ball. When you see Sony Michelle out there, you know he's running the ball most likely right up the gut. So when Sony Michelle's out there, there's no guessing game. You know he's just going to get the ball in his chest and he's just going to go for it. So go get him. And we talked a lot about it this last year when it came down to Sony Michelle's successful games and his his more poor performances. His performance comes right down to the offensive line. And losing David Andrews has clearly directly affected that performance. When he has holes, when he has room to work, he's great. He looked great last year when he had that room to work. And all through the playoffs last year, the offensive line was great. So with that, Sonny Michelle looked excellent. But having Ted Karras, who's okay at center, having Marshall Newhouse over at left, who's been okay, Shaq Mason by the way, who is not catching enough heat at the right guard spot. That guy, and he's been a very talented player for the Patriots over the past couple of years, but that guy, he's been very, this has been a pretty down year for that guy too. With Tony Michelle, the offensive line, a lot of success, again, stems from the offensive line success. And so far, it's just been, it just hasn't been there. The offensive line's been okay. And with that, Tony Michelle, I think, he, what's the average so far? 3.7 yards per carry. It's been, it's been rough, but the running game, they at least have to step up a little bit because I already mentioned the one-dimensional thing. Because being so one-dimensional, again, defenses don't have to guess. But if even the running game can show some semblance of some, some competence, even with Rex Burkhead, who actually has shown some competence in the backfield, if the running game can at least show some semblance of, confidence, of competence, then you're going to keep defenses on their heels, I guess, at least a little bit. But right now, there's just nothing to worry about with the run game. So... I mean, directly, the run game's performance has affected the passing game. The passing game, I think my biggest worry there is the depth, which we talked about in a previous episode, uh, at the receiver position. But the running game, it's affecting the entire way the offense works. And we saw how they perform against a top defense. They're going to face some other good defenses down the road. They have a very easy schedule, so they got lucky this year. But they're going to face some other solid defenses. So running game's got to step up in a big way if they want the entire offense to get going. Like the way we know that this offense can go, Son Michelle, we know he's a talented running back. He's got to get the wheels going. And with that, the offensive line also does. you got to get Isaiah Wynn back to at the left, uh, left tackle spot. And that's hopefully going to happen in the next, what, four, five, six weeks? Hopefully you get Isaiah Wynn back to him. Yeah. 
All right, guys, that was another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Nick Qualia, Mike Molino, and Brianna Peer. Uh, once again, follow Brianna at BSP underscore 13 and at Patriots FGSN as well. Brianna, anything else you want to plug? I think that's it. You hit them both. All right, and then obviously, Brianna, I don't know if you know this, but you can catch Mike and you can catch Marv. After every single Patriots game on the CLNS Media YouTube page where they do their live post game. Again, after every single Patriots game. So catch that. Again, Nick Qualia, Mike Molino, and Brianna Peer. Guys, we will be back next week. Thanks yes, for watching. Sir.